This podcast is a publication of the Engineering Management Institute, where we are committed to building professional development systems, including project management and people leadership programs that support the growth of engineers and their firms. Download our AE Industry Trends Report for insights on the great resignation, remote work productivity, and people-centric cultures. To get your copy, visit engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. and welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. In this episode, I will be talking with Saul Rosenbaum. He's a licensed professional engineer with over 20 years in the energy engineering world. He's the owner and managing engineer at SR Engineering and Consulting LLC, and he's the founder of The Engineering Mentor. We'll be talking about the importance of internships, how to find them, how to make the most of them, and perhaps how to make adjustments if you can't find an engineering internship opportunity. I'm your host, Jeff Perry, a leadership and career development expert. I'm the founder of More Than Engineering, which you can find at www.morethaneng.com, and I'm the creator of the Engineering Career Accelerator Program, helping engineers and technology professionals with leadership and career guidance to create meaningful careers and lives. And this is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast brought to you by EMI, the first podcast dedicated to helping engineers and technical professionals with both their personal and professional development. Now it's time to jump right into the main segment of our episode. Today, I have the pleasure to have with me a good friend of mine, Saul Rosenbaum. He's from SR Engineering and Consulting, and he's the founder of TheEngineeringMentor.com. Saul, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeff. Happy to be here. Saul, we've had you on the podcast before, maybe a couple years ago or so, but for those who don't remember or just need to be refreshed, tell our listeners about you and, and what does life look like on a daily basis? What are you working on these days? Well, I'm a uh, energy engineer by background, and I've been working in the commercial real estate due diligence world for about 15, 20 years at this point. And I have my own small firm where we help building owners with their green loans, various energy engineering projects, and also work on engineering review of various reports. I also have a passion for mentoring younger engineers. As you mentioned, I founded the Engineering Mentor, and that's where I really help younger engineers learn some of the skills that they can take forward for a successful engineering career. Today, we're going to be talking about a lot of things around internships. And so I'm just curious, especially with the mentoring that you do, the students and, and the engineers that you talk to, why are internships so important when we're talking to especially young professionals and students? I think it's two things. First of all, it really helps younger engineers find what they like in engineering, what they don't like in engineering really on a hands-on basis. And the second side of it, really tying into that, is that it builds on the foundation that you are learning in engineering school, because what you learn in engineering school is excellent information. I'm not saying we should get rid of any part of engineering school, but it doesn't completely prepare you for a real-world engineering job. Going into an internship, really working with other engineers, helps you put it all together and take it one notch up. You know, I know you've probably talked to students and engineers, and I certainly have, who haven't done internships, and they find themselves at graduation time, and they're like, okay, now I feel like I'm behind the times, whatever. Would you say it's necessary or required to have internships as part of your like student experience? And, and what do you do if you don't get to have that sort of opportunity? Well, you're talking to somebody who actually never had an engineering internship, 
during my, my five and a half years of undergraduate, graduate school, I never had an engineering internship. So I would not never say that it is absolutely necessary. I think like many experiences, it's something that is very useful and very helpful and helps you come to the table as a candidate for a job better prepared. It helps you have more direction than you might otherwise have. But there are other things you can do in its place and hopefully get to the same point. It's just certainly helpful, but I would never say it's absolutely required. Okay, so what are some of those other things you can do? And maybe what did you do instead when you were in school that was still helpful for you to kind of start off your career strong? So what I actually did, I was starting in probably my sophomore year. I was actually doing a lot of web design for a company or a, I should say a department on campus. And I really just continued working with them through the summer. There was some technical things that I learned, no doubt, but it was not at the same level as an engineering internship. However, there's a lot of things that you learn from any job that can help you just work with other people, work in that type of environment that can be useful. The other thing people can do is that automotive engineer, for example, wants to work for Ford. They want to work for Chrysler. They really want to be right there in the plant designing cars. But they can also get a lot of benefit if they're working at their corner mechanic, understanding how cars are really taken apart, put it together, what problems are people seeing, so that you come to the automotive engineering with a completely different perspective based on that vantage point. So it's not that you have to be working in an engineering position because all of these other things can give you value as well. Really, what we're coming down to is like, how can you build skills that are useful and transferable and can give you perspectives that are helpful as you continue forward in your career? And if it doesn't necessarily fit the label exactly of an engineering internship, find something that you can dive into and contribute to whether projects or other work you can do that that can help you gain some other skills. But let's go back. Internships are useful and, and a lot of students are trying to get them. So what would you say to a student who's trying to find a great internship opportunity? Where would they start? How would they go about this process? So the first thing that you should do is find the type of role that you'd want to do and the type of company that you'd want to do it for. So start with that as the ideal. Obviously, if you're coming down to the last minute, you're going to take anything. But start with that. Start to research the companies and see what's available. You don't want to waste your time focusing only on one company and then finding out, oh, wait, they don't really have a big program. The other thing that people really need to keep in mind is to steer away from only looking at the big names. You know, for those in aerospace engineering, they're like, oh, it's, you know, SpaceX, NASA, or Boeing. There's nobody else. In reality, there are plenty of other companies that deal with various components of the airplane, various components that go into that Boeing works with them. So focus more on the role that you're doing and not who you're actually doing it for. So the role and the companies and things that you're interested in, but also have your mind open to different companies that you might not originally know about, but that you can find that are related. What are some of those other factors when they're trying to find like an internship that's really going to help them have a great experience and help them learn and gain some of these critical career skills? Are there other factors beyond just the role that they need to be considering when looking at potential internship opportunities? I like to steer people when possible to more established internship opportunities. What I find is that students who just call up uh, their uncle who works at an engineering firm, they don't have a real program and they say, oh yeah, sure, come work for us for the summer. There's no structure to the program. So you end up being tossed around from different people 
They'll say, oh, who has something for Stahl to do today? And okay, that keeps you busy for a day, but there's no continuity in the work. There's no building on one thing to the next. So if you really have a structured program that's been around for a little while, or at least they've given some thought to, those programs are generally more valuable. And that would be great if that's possible, but sometimes it's not. So if I'm looking at potential opportunities and maybe I have a few options, if I'm lucky enough to have that, how would I go about figuring out what's actually the best option? And maybe are there any red flags to consider when you're looking at when trying to make a choice on an internship opportunity? So the red flags, you usually find them by talking to people who either work there or have been internships at that company before. You're not really going to see, you know, one of the big red flags if you're working for a job is a toxic environment. It's tougher to see that when you're just going for an internship because they're not considering you as a full-time employee. But if you talk to people who have been there in the past, you can often find out some details about that. Are there any questions you could ask in interviews and things to try and figure some of that out as well you might recommend? It's a little bit tougher, but I think that you can ask them, what are the expectations from me on a daily basis? What will I be doing? And find out how they pair you up with a senior engineer. Because honestly, you want to just be paired up with a senior engineer that you can just soak everything up from them the entire time. Sometimes you'll ask them questions as well, but a lot of times you just want to watch what they do, learn from their actions. It's really critical to try and figure out as much as you can you know, how engaged they're going to be as you go through the internship experience. I can just think about one of my own experiences as an intern. I was working for a manufacturing company and I had my own office, which felt cool, but in a way I felt kind of isolated. And actually for like the first couple of weeks, I was in a complete different building than the whole rest of the team that I was supposed to be working with. And so I was like, what do I do over here? And, and so they gave me kind of two projects where the people that were sort of mentoring me through those projects and things were only, it was a side project for them. And so there were times where I felt quite bored. And so, but I was trying to be proactive in doing what I could to engage in other people, meet other people, increase the network, understand some of the big picture of what's going on in the company, look for other projects I could work on. So I might just say that even if the program of the internship itself is not well formally structured, because I think I was the only intern in that group for the whole company, the only engineering intern. And so they didn't have like this well-established program. They're just like, yeah, we can have an intern for the summer. And I ended up getting that. So even if it's not a well-structured program, you can take the responsibility to be proactive and make it the best opportunity that you can, rather than just being reactive and expecting everyone else to sort of hand feed the experience to you as well. It, it needs to be a give and take with, and that's even if it's a well-structured program, you still need to make the most of, of that. And any thoughts on that, Saul? You're absolutely right. If you can be more proactive, you'll certainly get more out of your experience, even in a well-structured program. I think the concern that I would have with such a situation is that if you have somebody who's younger, let's say this is after their sophomore year, they may not feel comfortable doing that. They may not feel comfortable asking or knowing what the norm is in the company. But I think you did make a good point that reaching out to various people, because learning a lot about teamwork, collaboration, how different departments work together is a very important lesson that you can take away from an internship. So if your specific program just you know leaves you with half a day to just sit and stare at the wall, that may be nice for you know the first few days that you just, hey, wow, I can't believe they're paying me to do nothing. But then you realize, 
wow, this is incredibly boring. I'm getting nothing out of it. Go reach out to those other departments. Because even if you don't end up in that area of engineering, like that's not really what you want to do, it's always good to see sort of the engineering that is like on the periphery of what you're doing. And the people who you're going to collaborate with down the road, there's definitely a learning opportunity there as well. Even with like the onboarding experience, like being aware and seeing like, hey, what about this went well and what didn't go well? I just remember one little thing that I did. I mean, most people, when they go into a company, they experience the uh, onslaught of TLAs, three-letter acronyms that are just <laughs> given all over the place and all sorts of acronyms that you're trying to understand. People are throwing them out all over the place and you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about because I'm brand new here. I don't know what these mean because they're pretty company specific in a lot of situations. And so I found myself just getting really curious. And in any meetings that I was in and conversations that I was having, people mentioned some sort of acronym, I would just write them down and ask for clarification. What does that mean? And over the first two or three weeks, I had a really long list of what all these terms were that there wasn't a place anywhere that explained what they were. And so I compiled that and kind of sent it to HR and like my engineering managers. And it became a central hub that people could go use and, and reference and, and add to over time. And they were cool. They gave me a little like gift certificate for going the extra mile to do something. Even just finding like little things like that, they can go the extra mile to like see a need, fill a need. Like if there's a need that you wish you would have had as you were moving through that as a resource or extra help or something, see if you can be the solution to that rather than just hoping that someone else gives that to you. That concept certainly uh, speaks to me. One of the main reasons why I do the mentoring is because I recognize that the people who have helped me along the way you know, are not there for everybody, but I would not be where I am today were it not for them. You know, you mentioned with the uh, TLAs, those three-letter acronyms, every single business, they might not have acronyms that they use, but they start talking about different types of equipment. My first job out of engineering school, I was working on these large-scale energy savings projects. We were also doing the HVAC design and the design of the controls all under the umbrella of energy savings. And I remember they would just throw around like, oh, of course, let's just slap a rooftop unit up there. Let's uh, do a split system. Let's... They would just throw around these things like, it was just, oh, obvious, like that's the system we're gonna use. It took some time to realize, wait, okay, what are like the variables we're dealing with that make that system applicable to one situation and a different one for another situation? And that's something that as you get into the internship, you start to learn the variables within, you know, real life engineering, but you just don't learn in the classroom. It's not the same. We were talking a little bit earlier about, okay, what happens if you can't get an internship, especially an internship that's directly related to engineering, like the field that you would like to go to? In many cases, that would be ideal for a lot of students, but it's not always possible for every single person. So we were talking earlier about maybe finding other ways to get alternative experiences or finding other ways to build some skills. Can you help us expand thinking about ways to think about that process? What happens if you find yourself at the end of the semester going to the summer, you don't have an internship lined up. What do you do then to make that summer not feel like it's a waste? First of all, we have to make it okay to also just take a break. If you feel like, hey, you know what? I really just need a break. Engineering school is hard. It's a struggle for everyone. I'm just gonna take two, three weeks off and then find something for the other part of the summer. That's fine. I never hold that against a candidate or against a student who just feels, hey, I need to do that for myself. But I think that do something of use. If you say, hey, I'm going to travel, I'm going to do some traveling to learn about other cultures, to do 
like Habitat for Humanity type of programs or volunteering across the country, do similar programs in other countries. Do something that brings meaning to you. You can always learn from every situation. I had a student who honestly, he was embarrassed to put that he worked at McDonald's during the summer. Why are you embarrassed to put it there? He's like, I did nothing. He's like, I, I couldn't go away from home. I had to be at home during the summer. It was the only job that made enough money that had you know, some sort of flexible hours. And I said to him, like, listen, is it the ideal? Like we were talking about before. The ideal, sure, an engineering internship that was close by would have been great for him. But that's not to say he didn't learn anything by working in a real environment, working at McDonald's, and just gaining some skills on how to conduct yourself in the workplace environment. Not engineering skills, but it's certainly skills that are applicable in an engineering firm. Absolutely, no doubt. And quite frankly, I have nothing but respect for people who just do what they need to do in certain situations, right? Like that's the situation find himself in, maybe needed to be with family and take care of other things at home and whatever. Like you just got to do what you got to do sometimes. And, you know, the right employers are going to respect that and see that. It doesn't need to be any, any shame around doing stuff like that. Absolutely. There shouldn't be. But I think that what gets posted on LinkedIn or gets posted out there is people saying, oh, my God, I'm so happy I got that Boeing uh, internship. I got that, you know, internship with this, my top company that I really wanted to get into. And people feel like, you know, you can share something that's above and beyond that's special, but when it's regular run of the mill, like, oh, okay, that's great. They don't want to share it in the same way, but you're right. I have nothing but respect. If you need the money to pay for school, to help your family out, go work at McDonald's. It's not a big deal. It's really, you're doing something there. You're not just sitting back and letting life happen. You're trying to take control in any manner that you can. I can think of just for me, like some of the things that I did, like after my freshman year that summer, I was doing like odd jobs. I was doing landscaping and mowing lawns and painting and all sorts of stuff like that. It's just like, I got to do something. And, and it was nice. I got to get outside and in the summer and stuff. That was nice. And then the next summer, I was really working hard. This was between my sophomore and junior year. I was really working hard trying to do what I could to find an engineering internship. And it just wasn't happening for one reason or another. And so I actually had a, a connection through someone and I got an internship in New York City to work for an insurance company. And I was an engineering student and it didn't make any sense. I was essentially doing like marketing analytics, but like, hey, this guy can work with numbers. And we actually love that he's a, an engineer. And, and my mentor was really cool with me. And I got to go to a big city, have a different experience than I otherwise would have had and gain some new experiences and come to find out a couple of the places that I was applying to when I was leaving school was like, you had a marketing internship? Like, that's cool. Like, actually, we really like that. And so like, you just never know what's going to be relevant and, you know, what experiences can be helpful to think about like life and exposure to new things. And then also those skills and how they can be applicable and how an employer is going to value. A lot of engineers sort of get this mentality sometimes that, okay, engineers are at the top of the pack. And then all the people that work on the project are lower. And that's also something that I think that internships and just generally working out helps really knock that down. Because I know that I've been out on projects and it's the maintenance guy who is telling me things and showing me things that have really helped my engineering design that you would never have considered were it not for his input. Watching the technicians and the upkeep of the machinery how they install the machinery, just things that you wouldn't necessarily have thought about, but it helps give you that big picture. So you're right. The marketing is not directly applicable to engineering, but the fact is having general business knowledge and knowing, okay, once this project gets finished or once we create this product, how are we going to sell it and market it to people? Keeping that in mind can be useful. So there is cross-seeding of, uh, of the skills. 
we talked a lot about things around internships and how do we think through this and maybe alternatives and things. Are there any other final pieces of advice that you would share with someone who's just starting to explore as their students or maybe coming out of school when they're trying to explore internships in the job market these days? Some of it, you have to temper your expectations because I wouldn't say the economy is in ruins, but there are certainly a lot of companies that are laying people off and they're not going to be focusing on the internship because let's face it, that's important to you as the engineering student, but it's not that important to them when they're really just trying to you know, tread water and focus on their core competencies. If you get the internship, excellent. Otherwise, consider your other options and what might be out there. One of the things I never did as an undergrad was actually take summer classes. My feeling was, if I'm not gonna graduate any faster, I'm not taking my summer to do more classes. If, however, I was in the situation where I had nothing specific to do, taking more classes can help, You know, even if it doesn't make you graduate faster, can make your senior and junior years a little bit lighter where you can work on other projects at that point. All sorts of different things you can do. And we didn't get to talk about like finding research projects like at the university that can be relevant, that may, you know, can also build engineering skills and all sorts of other things you can do to get involved uh, with university resources and other projects you can do. But this has been a fun conversation. At this point, we're going to jump into the Take Action Today segment of the show, where we'll get one final piece of actionable advice from Saul. So we'll be right back for the Take Action Today segment. Now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show. So we've talked about a lot of different tips and ideas around internships and doing other things to build skills for students and new grads. What piece of actionable advice would you give to a student who really wants to get an internship? What would you say to them to make sure to do so that they can stand out and have the best chance of success landing that internship that they so desire? I think it's really important for younger engineers to be very clear about what they are looking for in their internship. If you just go out, reach out to somebody and say, hey, I'm looking for an internship, what do you have available? It's very hard for them to start going back and forth, asking you for more details. But if you really have specifics, this is the type of engineering that I'm working on. This is the type of role I would like to do. That can really help you get to that next level where they can help you. And along those lines, when it comes to networking, it can feel like a lot to just reach out to people all the time. Just reach out to one or two people this week. And if every week you reach out to one or two people, you meet somebody new on LinkedIn, you start to engage with their content, it really will help develop those relationships so that you can reach out to them very easily and they'll actually know who you are. So this is a fabulous conversation, something that's very relevant to especially all of our students who are listening here. Now, if people want to connect with you, learn more about other resources and things that you have, where would you send them to find out more? Well, they can certainly find me on LinkedIn. I'm very active there. Just do a search for my name. You'll find me on that platform. You can also head over to my mentoring website, which is theengineeringmentor.com. Would love to have you there as well. Thanks so much, Saul. So good to talk with you always and uh, wishing you nothing but the best and continued success in the work that you do. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot, Jeff. I really hope you enjoyed the episode today. We would love to hear your feedback, comments, and questions. You can go to www.engineeringmanagementinstitute.org where you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in the episode as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books that we mentioned. And don't forget to check out any upcoming live webinars also at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Additionally, for any engineers who are struggling and need help 
taking the next career step. I've created some free training resources with an opportunity to join a more intensive program called the Engineering Career Accelerator. You can find more information at engineeringcareeraccelerator.com. Until next time, I wish you the best in all of your engineering endeavors. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to download the latest version of our AE Industry Trends Report to get answers to the questions that you want to ask your staff, but you may be afraid to do so. How long will the great resignation last? How long should you allow employees to work remotely? And how are successful firms using data to grow sustainably for the long term? You can learn the answers to these questions and more by downloading the report at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org.